Welcome back to Magna Vida. I'm Alex Olson. Every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles to help us build a great life. Last week we talked about hope and gratitude. This week we listened to 21 episodes, the three best ones talked about doing great work and eliminating distractions. Sticking with the theme of work and distractions for the bonus this week, we wanted to share one of our favorite quotes about work. It comes from one of the greatest receivers of all time in the NFL, Jerry Rice. And he was known for his incredible work ethic and it's what led to his success. He said, today I will do what others won't so tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. So I love this idea and I don't, it's framed somewhat negatively and I don't always like comparison, but I think it shows how work empowers us to reach our full potential. So just one more time, he said, today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. And I love this idea because we never regret working hard. Even if we don't succeed, we can look back and know that we gave everything we had. The first podcast from this week comes from the NPR podcast, Hidden Brain. This week they interviewed Cal Newport and focused on his idea of deep work. Cal said, among people that are very successful, there is a common trait, and that is deep work. Focusing on one thing, being in the present, and getting rid of distractions like email. He said it's a lot, and as he was talking, I thought about how it's a lot like mindfulness and being in the present. Cal said, one of the key lessons from mindfulness is that it takes effort and time to train ourselves to be good in the present. So this isn't gonna be easy at the start, but as we keep going, it will become easier. And then he talked about how we can do deep work and why we should do it. And to start out with how, I thought about how Cal Newport really walks the talk. He's a professor of computer science in Georgetown. He's written several books that are highly influential and successful. To accomplish all of this, he's never had a social media account. The host asked him how he's able to do that, and Cal said he doesn't have a social media account because if he did, he would let his kids go hungry. So I know that's a little dramatic and intense, but I think he's trying to say that he wouldn't do his best work if he was constantly distracted by social media. And I just want to clarify that I'm not against social media. I think it can be used for good, but there's definitely a trade-off that a lot of people, including myself, don't always consider. And sticking with how we can do deep work, Cal said he meticulously plans out his day to give himself time and space to do his most important work. The next step, he said, is that he's really good at annoying people because he's not good at responding to emails and other trivial things like that. 
He said that he sets boundaries and expectations to protect his time and his work. He said this, this is annoying and some people might think that, but I also thought about how that would really empower the people that he works with to focus on their most important work. And to help him do deep work, he tracks the amount of deep work that he does throughout the day to make sure he's actually being productive and having an impact. This made me think about the management cliche that that's in business and it, people say what gets measured gets managed. And I think that's really true that if there's a habit we're trying to build, we wanna track that so we can see our progress and we can tell ourselves how important it is. And the last step of how to do deep work is Cal said he has a mantra that he repeats to himself at the end of the day to help him disconnect from work and actually be home. He says his mantra is schedule, shut down, complete. But he said the actual phrase doesn't matter. It's just something to help us create the necessary separation between our work life and our home life. Because if not, we'll constantly be going back and forth but the whole point of deep work is that we can only be truly effective when we're completely focused on one thing at a time. Which gets to why we should do deep work. Cal said, because sometimes the criticism is, well, if I plan my day, if I schedule it, then I won't be flexible, I won't be creative. And Cal said that's really not the, the, um, that's really not the way it is in reality. He said scheduling and structuring our day can be one of the best ways to get creativity. He said we need to create a life where inspiration is possible and the time to act on it, which is exactly what scheduling and plans do for us. Deep work, he said, is less convenient, but we need to stop prioritizing conveniency over effectiveness. He said, we are trading in short-term conveniency for long-term results and effectiveness. And this was a really interesting point that he made where he said there's a cultural bias towards the trivial. People notice if we don't return an email or if we miss an, an appointment or a meeting, but they don't notice if we don't write a bestseller. And so what he means by that is people will never know if we're not doing those big important projects, but they will notice if we're missing those small things like an email. And so I think there's definitely a balance there. We're not, we don't want to not return any emails and get people frustrated and upset, but we do want to consciously create time for ourselves to focus on the work that matters most so that we can have the biggest impact and help the most people in our life. And to close, I really like the point that he made when he said, the world will do just fine if we step away. The second podcast from this week is The Art of Manliness with Donald Robertson. He wrote a great book called How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. So he's talking about Marcus Aurelius, and they focused a lot on him and the Stoic philosophy that he followed. And the first thing that they said that I really liked was, it's not things that upset us, but our opinion of things. 
So we truly become upset by how we interpret the situation or the meaning that we give it. It made me think about the quote that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. And that's what they focused on was that 90%, how we can react to the hard things in life and how we can overcome them. To do this, they said the most important thing in life is wisdom and our virtue. Socrates says the only truly important thing is wisdom because it determines how we use everything else. Something like money, for example, can be used for good or for bad. And wisdom will help us to know which is which. So wrapping up this section about wisdom, I think the important takeaway is that it helps us to become better and to act with virtue. And so we should always be thinking about what are ways in our life that we can gain wisdom. And I know that sounds like a big and lofty goal, but I think it can be as simple as listening to a new podcast, reading a book, um, asking other people in their life what experiences they've had that we can learn from each other. And as we do that, we'll become better people for those around us. Then they moved into talking about stoicism. And they said that the Stoic philosophy is about how to live a good life. It's about thinking clearly, rationally, and objectively. And they said this is so important because in any situation, the most important thing is our character. And a lot of Stoicism, it's about managing emotions to protect our character and to act in ways that are in alignment with it. So we want to manage our emotions, not suppress them. Donald said, Stoics are concerned with what we do after the first emotion. The goal is to replace unhealthy emotions with healthy ones by questioning things like anger and frustration. And this made me think about the Viktor Frankl quote that is often quoted and is so powerful when he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And so I love this idea that it empowers us that even when something bad happens, we still can choose our response. And just to put this quote in perspective, Viktor Frankl was put in a Nazi concentration camp during World War II because he was Jewish. So that just shows how even in the toughest of times, we can try to see a bigger picture, we can try to put things in perspective, which will empower us to act in ways that are aligned with our values and our priorities. Because that is the best way that we can help others and we can lift those around us. The last podcast from this week is another one from the Art of Manliness. So we've never shared two from the same podcast before, but they put out really good content, and I thought this was another great one that had some really good life lessons. So this, this week, Brett McKay interviewed Alex Hutchinson. He's an author that wrote a book, and the title of the podcast is Research, sorry, research Backed Answers to Your Fitness Questions. And so the, they went through a couple of questions, and I think it's helpful for fitness, but also for our life. 
as you'll see as we go through it. So the first one is Brett asked Alex if we should do cardio or weights first in the gym when we're working out. And like the answer with most good questions, the answer was it depends. And they, Alex said that both are important, but it depends on what we want to prioritize. So if we're trying to put on strength and muscle, then we should do weights first. But if we're trying to increase our mile time or if we're trying to run a marathon, then we should do cardio first. And this reminded me of one of the seven habits of highly effective people that we talked about in our fifth book review. And that is to put first things first. This is a great way to manage our energy and to do the work that is most important when we put those things first. The next question was, how long does it take to see progress? And this was such a powerful answer. Alex said, when you start exercising, results will come immediately. Our body will start to change at a cellular level, but we won't be able to visibly see progress for up to six months. And so it's different for different people, but I think that's so powerful that Oftentimes when we start a new project, I know that I've started something and I get frustrated when I don't see that progress that I was hoping for. But I love this principle that we have to be patient because it would be so easy to put in four months of good hard work and then give up and understandably be frustrated when we don't see that progress. But if we can just keep fighting and keep putting in that work, we will eventually see the progress that we are working for. The last question that I wanted to cover, they covered some more if you wanna check it out, um, but they said, what should we do for our workouts? So what are some of the specifics that we should do? And it was interesting, they both agreed that habits are more important than specifics. They said that even 15 minutes a day can lead to us maintaining and progressing our health and our strength. They said that that small amount of time will also protect the habit that we've built of working out. And they said the takeaway is that something, that something is better than nothing. They said find something small that you can enjoy and keep doing it. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about doing great work and eliminating distractions help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. And thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It means more than we can say that we can share this and hopefully help lift other people in our life. And thank you for listening. We know that we're all busy and it means a lot that you're here with us. So thanks again and we'll see you on Friday.